0: Good morning to everyone out there. My name is Brandon Allen. I am the youth and college pastor here at Family of Grace, and uh, I've been charged this morning with being able to come up here and say hey, and I introduce myself to everyone, and to also get you excited and, and tune in to our new summer series that we're doing here at Family of Grace called Q La Biblica, which is definitely saying, what does the Bible say? And so what we're doing this summer is we're going through difficult topics that are happening in, the, in our society today, if it may be marriage or divorce or homosexuality, we're taking uh, what these topics are, we're looking at what the Bible says about it, and we're just going to present that to you. Uh, we're not going to give you our opinions, we're not going to tell you what we think should happen, we're going to tell you what the Bible says. And the, me, the reason for that is so many times in society today, especially in the church, um, you have pastors and you have people who have their opinions and they get up and tell you what they think you should do, and we just dismiss the gospel altogether. And so we believe here at Family of Grace that the gospel is the truth and is everything you will need to, to attack or, or to defend the God today. And so what we want to do is we want to equip you, we want to encourage you, we want to love on you, and allow you to feel confident in sharing the gospel and protecting the gospel and defending the gospel in everyday life. And so as we work through today, we'll be talking about the challenge and what the challenge is, is talking about in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, we'll be looking at um, Paul telling Timothy about just being ready in a time where the, the world will turn away from the gospel, what it looks like to defend the gospel um, and to not only defend it, but be proud of it. And so, so here's
1: what he says in chapter 4 and verse 1. Before God and Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, at his appearing, and his kingdom. I solemnly charge you. Would you underline that two words, charge you? I charge you, those three words, that phrase. I charge you, Timothy, to preach the word, to proclaim the message. Persist, be persistent in it, whether it's convenient. Would you underline that? Because, see, we have a gospel of convenience today. When it's convenient, we'll pull out the gospel. When it's needed, we'll pull out the gospel. But when it's not convenient, when it's not fitting, when we know it doesn't match up. I learned this lesson a long time ago. I had a guy came to my office, and he spent probably an hour in there just going on and on and on about a situation. And finally, at the end of his his his, um, conference at end of him talking and me listening, I said, well, if you want to know what I think, and he said, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't want to know what you think, pastor. I already know what you think. And I looked at him. I said, well, why are you here? There's people who get paid to listen by the hour. You know, if you don't want to listen to what I'm saying, then, then why are you here? Well, he, he knew that the word I would give would come from the word of God. And he knew that what he was doing didn't match up with the word of God. And so as a result of that, it's when it's convenient and when it's not convenient uh, to rebuke, to correct, encourage with great patience and teaching. For a time will come when they will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, their own deeds, they will accumulate teachers for themselves because they have an itching ear to hear something new. They will turn away from hearing the truth. And turn aside to myths, to fables. But as for you, son, keep a clear head. Well, there's a good word. Keep a clear head about everything. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. And fulfill your ministry. You may remember that yesterday or last Sunday when we teed this series up, there was something that I was telling you. There's three things that I want you to write down. And as we're going through, what does the Bible say? There's three questions that I want you to ask yourself every week. And it was, what is the Bible saying in the context? What is it saying to me? And then what does God want me to do about it? We'll come back to these questions at the end of this sermon. But these are the three things that we are looking at and looking for. Today, I want to kind of do this as a comparison and a contrast. A little bit different than the way I normally lay out the structure for my sermon. But I believe after much prayer and and, and And study and spending time with our preaching staff that uh, this is a good way to present this today. It's the challenge. What is the challenge? Number one, the challenge is that the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. It says, for they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, you remember last week, we talked about in the book of Revelation, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. In the book of Revelation, he went to the church of Ephesus and it says, you do have this one thing that you're doing right. You hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. The Nico meant to conquer and latian meant the laity. So the doctrine of the Nicolaitans was that they are teaching a doctrine that is casting a spell on the laity. Today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I believe we have preaching that is casting a spell on the laity. I believe it's still there. It's easy believism. It's lowering the expectation of the gospel. You may lower the expectation of the gospel, but you will not lower the gospel. Are you hearing me today, church? You may lower what you think about the word of God. You may lower what you think the word of God expects. You may think it doesn't fit. You may think it's not trending. You may think it's not relevant today. But I want you to know something that doesn't change the word of God because the word of God is settled forever and ever there is no new case law for the word of god kings have been trying forever to destroy it kingdoms rulers have been trying to eradicate the gospel but they have not been successful all the way back to jeremiah 36 that king said i don't like that page tear it out throw it in the fire do you know that it didn't cancel out what that scroll said what that word of god said right there the fact that he tore it out did not Nullified, and the fact that we may ignore it, the fact that we may place it on a shelf, does not nullify. It. He told the Church of Ephesus, <clears throat> "You, you have this that you're doing right. You hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans that is conquering, casting a spell upon the laity." Now, when he came to the Church of Pergamos, he said, "Now you have given in to the deeds, to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. You have given in to this spell." I love what, I love what he told, um, what uh, Paul said. To the church of Galatia. Let me, let me go a little bit further on this casting a spell. In the church of Galatia, here's what he says. He came to them and they were saying that some had to be circumcised and some didn't. And he came to them and here's what he said. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has cast this spell upon you? That you are embracing the thing of the past and trying to bring that into the thing of the new. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand today. He came to the church of Pergamos and he said, you are enduring, you are upholding, you are learning, you are applying the doctrine that is conquering the laity. Are you out there, church? Conquering the laity. And so we bring fast forward that and he tells young Timothy, son, there will come a time where they will not endure sound Doctrine they will not endure sound doctrine now you realize that this Nicolaitan doctrine came after Timothy was told these words by Paul who was in prison now understand something Let me go back and set the stage for just a moment while Paul is writing this letter to Timothy He is hearing them probably sharpening the edge of the guillotine that is about to cut his head off Yet he is saying I charge you I charge you, I charge you not to accept the spell. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Their own desires. Because they have an itching ear, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Do you know that's where we are today? We have denominations that are forsaking the word of God. Not just preachers. The whole denomination are no longer upholding the word of God. Do you know who the minority is today in the Christian movement? The preachers who are upholding the word of God. They are the minority. They are not the majority anymore. Because they realize that if they want to continue to attract people, then they must dumb down the Word of God. They must dumb down the expectation of God. And let's just preach what people really and truly want to hear. Really and truly want to hear. You know, as we think about this today, what is the challenge? The challenge is that humanity has designed its own gospel. It's a beautiful deception humanity has the de- who has designed has developed has written a gospel according to man a gospel according to man and not a gospel according to the voice of god that was inspired by God. Last week we looked at it. We have now the Queen James version, and that's a gospel according to man. It is nullified. It is dumbed down. It has uh, erased things in the Word of God that rise up to an expectation. Now, here's the good news today: is that in the midst of this beautiful deception, we realize that there are people who are looking for a blessing without the obedience. <clears throat> Amen. We have people who are looking to God and they want a blessing without obedience. If you're looking for something to tweet out this morning, there's your good line right there. Blessings without obedience. People who are wanting to walk according to the flesh and not according to the spirit. They're wanting God to rain down the blessings, rain down the blessings, rain down the blessings, but they're not wanting to walk according to obedience, but they're saying, Lord, give me your blessing, Lord, give me your blessing. Well, you got to be blessable if you want to be blessed if you want to walk in the unleashed power and anointing of god you must live a life that is blessable you say well pastor my neighbor's not blessable and he's an atheist or he's an agnostic or he's just a downright corrupt man and he's blessed no you need to make sure you understand what blessed is If you're defining your blessing according to worldly standards, that's not necessarily what a blessing is. Are you hearing me today, church? And so as we think about this, we understand the challenge. The challenge is this beautiful deception. The challenge is that we're packing arenas. The challenge is that we have churches who are preaching a gospel according to man. The challenge is that we have developed a movement. We have mega churches that have mega dollars, that have mega bucks, that have mega preachers, that have mega people, but yet they have a Mickey Mouse Gospel that is null and ineffective for victory according to Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen in the house today. And so God is looking for somebody to rise up and accept the challenge. Paul, listen, this isn't new. Paul's telling this to young Timothy. Go to the, I mean, we read the book of Revelation, chapters one through three. There are seven churches that had strayed. And he said, if you don't repent and come back to your first love, come back to what's right. I'm going to put you out of business. That's what it means. To remove your candlestick meant I'm going to put you out of business. I'm going to pull the plug. I'm going to cut the lights off in this thing. And so as we think about this today and we realize where we are, I wonder what God is up to God is walking the dark hills God is walking the highways God is walking the streets God is traveling the countryside God is going through the urban settings God is going through the big towns the small towns and everything in between and he is looking for a man of God a woman of God who will say you know what God I just believe your word Lord I might go down but Lord I want to go down on your word Lord if I fail I want to fail on your word Lord if I die I want to die on your word Lord if I live i want to live on your word lord if i'm blessed i want to be blessed on your word lord if you withhold the blessings and you shut up heaven i want to live on your word if you're for me i want to live on your word if you're against me i want to live on your word if everything is going right i want to live on your word if everything is going wrong i want to live on your word and as paul is saying these words to timothy they are sharpening the guillotine to execute him And he says, son, I'm about to die. You say, you didn't read that. Well, finish the text. It says, for I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race. I'm about to die, but I'll tell you what, Timothy, if I could get out of this prison cell one more time, if God would let me go free one more time, son, I would get back on the streets, I would go back down the highways, I would go down the hedges, and I would preach the word of God, and he said, Timothy, I can't go free anymore, my time has come, I have finished my race, but son, I am passing the baton to you, and therefore, don't you let up, don't you give in to the pressures of the world get out there and preach the word of god preach the word preach the word that word preach is different from the word teach we have a lot of teachers but not a lot of preachers that word preach literally means in the greek to herald to herald the gospel For you to understand it, it's the same thing. We herald things on Twitter today. We herald things on Facebook today. But back in the day before social media, before 24-hour news media... If they wanted to get a message out, they had to have a man. They had to have a voice. They had to have somebody who would be the herald, who would ride through the streets of the city proclaiming the message, pronouncing the warning, telling people what to do. And what he would do is he would get out on this horse, and he would begin to run, and he would run as fast as he could across the countryside. And when he would find a home, he would herald the message, and he would race his horse straight into town, and he would begin to herald the message. And can I tell you that when he went into town he didn't get out there on the street and get him a little stool and a bottle of water and sit there and say okay guys okay guys the british are coming take heed was that what paul revere did no he heralded the message somebody came to church the other day they were visiting and asked about how they enjoyed the service he said well boy it was loud I said, I guess I took the heralding seriously, amen? And what God is looking for is somebody who believes the word of God, somebody who wants to live it out, somebody who's wanting to pronounce it, somebody who's wanting to move forward for the glory of God, somebody who is wanting to make a difference. Listen, they have been attacking the word of God forever, kings and kingdoms and rulers. So with this great challenge, there is a great solution, and the solution is God. Here's what it says in 1 Peter 1, through 25. It's a pronouncement from the Old Testament that came over into the New Testament. And here's what he said. All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower falls away. I was thinking about this this week, you know, we are in a new house and uh, we have some flowers that we don't know what they do and we had these bushes that I was going to pull down and uh, they say you shouldn't pull anything out after you've been there for one year so you know what it's going to do, gardening for dummies, 101 right there. And so, man, I had these bushes that I wanted to pull out and all of a sudden they put forth all these beautiful flowers and they even smell good. I thought, wow, man, I'm glad I didn't pull those dudes up. I came back this week, one week later, and all the flowers are gone. I'm like, well, they sure are ugly when there's no flowers. I wonder, do they outweigh looking at their ugliness for one week of the year? The flower falls away. All the glory of man, all the splendor of man falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now is the word of God, which by the gospel was preached to You preached. It was herald, proclaimed to you. The solution is God. The solution is this. Paul said, Timothy, you are the solution. Timothy, yes, I know the Nicolai. I know there are Nicolaitans are are raising up a group to cast a spell on the laity. I know that men are being deceived. I know that the Galatians are being bewitched. But, son, I want you to know that you are the solution. God searched high and low, and he found you, young Timothy, and he has charged you to preach the word, to preach the word. And here's what he's saying, preach the word, be ready in season when it's convenient and out of season when it's not convenient, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. God has established a plan, convince, rebuke, exhort long-suffering and teaching. To teach, convince people, convince people, convince them, convince them, convince them. That means you got to keep on to convince them you don't cast your argument one time and that's it. I mean, look, if we had people trying to convince people as much to come over to the gospel as we do to come over to a political candidate, we would already have the solution at hand. You hearing what I'm saying and not what I'm not saying? Convince, rebuke. That means you tell people when they're wrong. You exhort them when they're discouraged. When they're doing things right, you lift their name up and teach them to have long-suffering because we're fighting a war and not a battle. And teach them. See, there's a difference. There's preaching and there's teaching. Teach them. You know what it means to teach? Kids do. It means a long time. School lasts a long time. Why? Because it's not a one and done. Some people have only teaching. Some people have only preaching. It has to be a balance of both. A church that is moving forward to leave a mark on a city must be preaching the gospel, must be exhorting the people, must be rebuking those who have fallen away, must be convincing those who seem to have no other way and teaching them that he is The way. The challenge. God's established the plan. I mean man has designed their own doctrine. The solution. We are the solution. Think about this. This is an arrogant statement. But I'm going to make it anyway. When God is looking for the solution to Alexandria. For Alexandria. He is looking to Family of Grace Church. He is looking to Calvary. He's looking to the every denomination, the Pentecostals, the Methodists, the Episcopals, he is looking to us to live with conviction. He is looking to us to live with conviction. But yet we have dumbed down the word of God so low that we have everything but conviction. That the world can't tell much difference between the church and the world. I was reading a paper not long ago from a prominent church in our city and it was a youth event and one of the things that was listed on the paper was uh, please put all alcohol away when the children get to your home. All right. That says a lot of things, doesn't it? One, that you have to say that. Number one, they wouldn't have enough sense to already know that. And number two, the fact that you have to say it see we we're in a place that the world looks so much like the church that the world has no more impact the church has no more impact on the world god's looking for somebody to accept the challenge the gospel challenge we got the 21 day challenge for everything in the world and i'm not running it down i'm not making light of it and i'm not making a mockery of it where's the gospel challenge to live out the gospel Here's the challenge to live out the gospel. The other challenge was the judgment is coming. The challenge was that we would. We would be watchful. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and fulfill our ministry. Yes, if you go back to chapter 3 and verse 12, all those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We were talking about this this morning. Somebody was talking to several people that they talked to who are going to other churches, and here's, here's a common phrase. We're talking about a common phrase that you hear from people who go to church. You know what it is? Well, I go there because I'm comfortable. It just fits me. I'm comfortable there. Really? Are we looking to be comfortable or are we looking to change a city? Are we looking to be comfortable or are we looking to be a hope? Are we looking to be comfortable or are we looking to dumb down the authority of the Word of God? If you want to live up to the Word of God, you will suffer persecution. If you want to live up to the Word of God, you will be afflicted. You will be mocked. You will be ridiculed. But do the work of the ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Do the work of an evangelist. You know what that means? To go and tell. An evangelist goes and tells. Goes and tells. Goes and tells. Fulfill your ministry. And yes, Timothy, you're going to be persecuted. But when you're persecuted, suck it up and persevere for the glory of God. Heaven is depending on you. Heaven is depending on you. Isn't it amazing that hell is no longer horrified by the bride of Christ? Because we have no power. Because we have adopted a doctrine according to the philosophy of man. God is looking for somebody to adopt a doctrine according to God. The solution is this. Paul said, problem is that God's called us to go out there and preach the word God's called us to do the work of the evangelist God's called us to be afflicted God's called us to be tormented but here's the solution look at what Paul said hey Timothy because I've stuck with the gospel because I've stuck with the stuff I'm done I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand I have fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith You know how many people can't say that? That they've kept the faith. And you know what, Timothy? Here's the the solution. I will receive. Look at what he says. I will receive. He says, I have kept the faith. And in the future, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who love his appearing who love his appearing. you know what he's saying hey Timothy here's the solution son there's a crown waiting on me by G- given to me by Jesus Christ. hey Timothy and all those who keep the faith son if you'll keep the faith if you will fight, if you will finish, there will be a crown for you. People are looking for the solution. They are looking for the remedy. They are turning everywhere. I passed a sign today hanging on an old building that said spiritual guidance. Hanging out on a building that said spiritual guidance and life advice. I thought, my goodness, maybe the church needs to hang that back out on their sign. Back out on their marquee. We've got the guidance. We've got the advice. God is looking for a man who will live it. God's looking for a woman who will live it. God's looking for a boy and a girl who will accept the gospel challenge to live out the gospel. What does the Bible say? Don't you give in. What does the gospel say? Don't you let up. What does the gospel say? Keep fighting. What does the gospel say? Fight to the finish. What does the gospel say? You will be blessed. You will be blessed.
0: Hey, thank you for tuning in. We hope that the sermon today really touched you. Um, It really equipped you and, and left you excited about going out there and share the gospel. And so once again, my name is Brandon. We're so thankful to have you. And we just pray that not only you plug in on online and on television, but you also come join us live and, and hang out with us so we can really meet you face to face. Once again, if you have any questions or you want to know more about us, you can find us on, on Facebook at Family of Grace and you can also look at our website at family-grace.com where you can find the sermons, you can learn more about the staff, you can find out about upcoming events and just the different ministries that we have here. So thank you once again. Use what you, what you've learned, the challenge, and apply that to your everyday life. God bless you, we love you, and hope to see you soon.